Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to say greetings, everyone, and thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden. So grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share with you the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts today. Amen. So today we're going to get into a subject. I'm telling you, we have received so many emails uh, and letters from people uh, dealing with this topic, and, and it's kind of like, you know, no matter how much I teach on it and the different areas of it, it's like something is missing to them. And so, so we get a lot of emails and uh, letters from men who are dealing with contentious wives. And, uh, I, I mean, they, are really, they really feel like they're at their wit's end in dealing with their wives, you know, their contentious wives. And they don't know what to do. They are very distraught over it, and, and it's just, it drives them, it it really drives them, them dealing with that. And uh, it, it's very hard on them, especially when they are. Men, real men, you know, like men who are assertive. Uh, now, I have seen men who who are dealing with uh, contentious wives. Uh, it it bothers them, but not as much because uh, sometimes maybe those men have grew up under contentious women, uh, mothers maybe. And they've learned, you know, it's behavior that they've learned to deal with, you know. And uh, usually these men I refer to as soft uh, because a, a manly man don't want to be mad to a manly woman. And it's very, very, very hard for him to deal with when a, a, a manly man, uh, I have to put it that way because, you know, there are men that are effeminate that, allow their wives to, you know, to, to do whatever, say whatever, disrespect them, and, and have no problem with it. It's just become a part of their, you know, everyday life, and, and I've seen them, how they deal with them, and, and they're, you know, they're soft with them and things like that, you know, and, and it makes them soft. And I've even seen how it makes them also soft on their children as far as not disciplining them when they should. You know, it's like... Slowly but surely, that woman is taming that man. You know, slowly but surely, that's the that's the whole point of that contention is to tame that man to make him nervous around her. You see that? 
and I've seen men that way, uh, up close and personal, nervous in dealing with their contentious wife, and because every time uh, he feels like he's doing something wrong, she swats him, and and uh, on the hand and in her own way, you know, really through witchcraft, and we just put it out there the way that it is, and so. Um, you know, we have to be careful. So there's a line that we have to walk down that's in the middle of that road where we don't stop being men because our wives are contentious and we don't allow their behavior uh, to tame us. And unfortunately, I've seen that again up, and I'm saying up close and personal for a reason. I've seen that up close and personal where the man is tamed. You know, and it's just certain things he will not do. He will not say anything that'll set his wife off. He 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 just won't do it. And it's, it, even when those things need to be said and done, you see that. And so uh, you're an effeminate man if you're that way. You ain't got to be twisting down the street. You're effeminate if if your wife has tamed you, and you need to get back to being a man. You see that. Now, that being said. Because I, I'm going to tell you what the problem is, and the re, this is the reason why I'm saying that, because that wife won't respect you if she knows that she's taming you. If she knows that the tactics that she's using is working, she won't respect you. You see that? She, you'll never get her respect being just as, as feminine as she is, being emotional as she is, or being in her place and she's out of hers. You see that? You you will never get her respect. So. You you still have to maintain your manhood. You still need to be a man, you know, in your relationship. And don't uh, allow your wife, brother, to tame you and to get you soft and to make you tiptoe around. That's not the way that it's supposed to be. You see that? That's not the way that it's supposed to be. And so we have to make that clear up front. So now, on the other hand, you say, well, so, Brother Bowden, how do we deal with this issue then? If I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to be the man, then apparently this house is not big enough for us. So how do I deal with that? So I got an email from a brother from Florida. I mean, not an email. I got a a, a letter in the mail from a brother in Florida, which is Brother Anthony is his first name. And I'm praying that he'll see this. Uh, and we're going to read this, this letter. He says, Dear Brother Bolden, I have listened to every one of your contentious woman videos and also some other ones, including some of the other marriage videos you have made. You have an excellent selection of educational videos, and I enjoy learning from you. Both I and my wife are saved, but my wife acts worse than the average unbeliever when it comes to marriage. My pastor is our counselor. He is very smart and spiritual. When my wife left me, filed for divorce, made false accusations, put an injunction on me, tried to make me a slave by paying money, took away my kids, planned how to get full custody, take the house, etc. I prayed hard for the Lord to rescue me from that evil. The Holy Spirit told my pastor to tell me that the Lord was answering my prayers, and he predicted that she, she would come back, and she did. Praise God, he did a miracle when nobody could help me, and I was greatly afflicted. She dropped the injunction and came home. My pastor told me that she is hurting because she came from a broken home and a nasty mother and had no dad in her life. She is a highly contentious, nasty, cold-hearted, unhelpful person who avoids me. 
if I wanted to, I could get more love from a stranger after just five minutes if I wanted to meet some nice young lady on the street. But I am married to this one, and I'm trying my best to love her and get along with her, but it's like I'm living with a true enemy. I do not need to get into details, as you already know, the traits of a contentious woman yourself. I am writing because I have a question. Apparently, my pastor and you both disagree on something, and I am hearing two opposite things. I had listened to your, quote-unquote, dealing with the contentious woman series also. I take your contentious woman series onto a bunch of tapes so I could blast it on the stereo throughout the house when she is being extra contentious. <laughs> I don't even know when she's on her period because she acts like that all the time. But sometimes she's worse than others. I also printed out a long list of Bible verses to correct her with when she is running her mouth. This was a good alternative to what I used to do before she left me, which was to yell right back at her and cuss her out and getting get in her face right back. That was just what the devil wanted, so I thought that quoting verses and playing tapes was much better, and it was. It would drive her away, running away every time. God's word really does have power. Instead of her following me around, running that demonic tongue of hers, she would literally walk out, leave, etc. But you see, I quit doing that. I quit playing the tapes and I end quoting the verses to correct her with. I did so because my pastor said not to do it. He said beating her over the head with the Bible is misusing God's word, and it grieves the Holy Spirit because you are trying to do the Holy Spirit's job. So now I am defenseless against this nasty, brawling woman. My pastor said not to defend myself. In fact, my old pastor from many years ago, who I keep in touch with, said the same thing. Both of them are very spiritual, praying men of who, who God talks to. So I am supposed to just take it and suffer as Christ did, I guess. The problem is, I am really beginning to hate, really beginning to hate this nasty woman. Yet I am commended to love her as Christ loves the church. I am familiar with Second Timothy three sixteen and Isaiah fifty four and seventeen. But is it true that I shouldn't defend myself like my pastors have said? God cannot contradict Himself. So I am. So I am confused. I don't want her mouth to continue giving our children a bad example, but she just won't shut it. Wow. So that's of course now. You, you hear what's going on in the in the in the uh, letter here. His life is contentious. Very contentious. And I guess he had resolved to. Using the videotapes, uh, the the messages that I preached on a contentious woman, to play them throughout the house, uh, and he he felt like that helped to resolve the situation. Uh, but let me share this now. I don't use the term, you know, I don't like like that term beating somebody over the head with the Bible, uh, because it, it there's a great misconception there. Uh, I believe in using God's word to correct people because the Bible tells us to. And the Bible tells us just what that scripture that he he quoted, that Second Timothy 3 and 16, that that the scripture is given for in, by the inspiration of God. And they're used to be used for doctrine and correction and reproof. You see that? And so that's the truth. Uh, and, I, you know, 
I, I'm, I, I don't want to uh, contradict uh, his pastor, uh, you know, his pastors that he respects and, and admire and things like that. But I can only give us the word of God now. I can tell you, and and I think where the where the error is, and I'm not talking about his pastors or anything like that. I can only tell you what the word of God says. Now you judge what's often what's not. Um, let's go. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians, and we're going to to read a few verses. The fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians, and we're going to, and we're going to start reading at verse twenty-two. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, brother and brethren who who have concerns with this same issue here, the first thing he, he said in the beginning of his letter, that his wife is Satan. And, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to read another email probably tomorrow, to Lord willing, uh, from another brother who asked me, who, who, who noticed that my wife is uh, a blessing to me now, but knows, you know, from the videos that we taught on that uh, concerning marriage that she didn't start off that way. And so he was asking me, how did she become that way? Now, the answer is very simple. As she grew in the Lord, she grew in our marriage as well. The Bible tells us, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, even as your soul prospers. Now, a lot of times preachers take that and talk about that, that meaning money and, and, and material things. And while that can mean that, uh, let's, let's make it for what it is. It's talking about spiritual things. As her as and, and bring it into this message. As your wife, as her soul prospered, in other words, as she grow in the Lord and grow closer to the Lord, then she will grow in other areas as well, including how to be a wife. A lot of times the you husbands, the mistake that you make is you're trying to bring your wife to a place that she's not at spiritually. And you take it personal when she's contentious. And that contention is not, it, it used, first thing you need to do is not take it personal. In other words, remove yourself out of the equation. Look at what that says. Why submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord? You know what that's really saying? That as she submits to the Lord, she will be submitted to her own husband. Now, any wife that is contentious towards her husband She's that way because she's also contentious towards her master, talking about Jesus Christ. She's, in other words, she is not where she needs to be in God if she can be contentious towards you as a husband. Now, that's the first thing that you have to know, that her, the way she acts towards you is indicative of her relationship that she has with the Lord. Now, I have to lay that out that way so that you'll understand uh, how to respond to her. It is not personal against you. It just her actions represent where she is in the Lord. You see that? Now, that's so 
This tells us in verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So what I read in this letter is the enemy is working on this husband to cause him to be bitter if he's not already bitter. The cause, you know, he said that it's getting really hard for him to love this woman because she's a brawling, she's nasty and brawling. Now, the one thing that you have to do, brother, is you have to see your wife the way that the Lord sees her. You have to stop calling her those names because let's let's go and keep reading verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Now, your wife is not going to grow in the Lord. Think about it this way, husbands. You are your wife's prophet. And whatever you speak over her, that's the way it will be. Now, I'm talking about husbands that are in line with the word of God. Whatever you speak over her, that's what will be. Now, let me prove it. Go back to Abraham and Sarah. The Lord, Abraham was a prophet. And the, and the Lord told, basically told Abraham to stop calling her Sarah, which meant contentious, but start calling her Sarah, which means princess. In other words, somebody that's pleasing to dwell with. Now, this was before she started living up to that name. And so that's the first thing you, we have to do as husbands. We have to see things spiritually. We have to see this is a spiritual war. And the devil is after the soul of my wife and after my soul, for that matter. And so I have to, as the husband, if I am the head, I have to act like the head. That means I have to be willing to see things spiritually, and I I can't allow the enemy to pull me into the war that the devil is trying to start. And so what do we need to do as husbands? We need to call our wives into that place where we want them to be. Let's stop referring to them. Now, once you know that your wife is contentious, you don't need to get into name calling all the time. Don't focus on the issues, you know, like, and let that stuff come out of your mouth. Call her to where you want her to be. Bless her. You see that? that don't the Bible tell us that? Don't Jesus tell us that? Bless those that curse you. So you bless her with your with your mouth. You see that? Bless her with your mouth. Um, it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ lo- also loved the church and gave himself. That word gave means he sacrificed. You know what that means? I'm going to put off my feelings. No, it don't feel good when my wife, I'm talking about how us husbands are supposed to be. No, it does not feel good when my wife is contentious with me, when she brawls with me, when she argues with me, when she's ready to fight. That don't feel good. And naturally so, uh, you may want to respond in flesh. But we give ourselves to our wives. That means we, we sacrifice ourselves. What does that mean? We crucify ourselves. We put our own personal, you know, issues to the side so that we can minister to our wives. Now, that's what we have to know. As believing husbands, our wife 
is our church. That's our first church, is our wife, and we are responsible for ministering to her. We are responsible for her soul. We are responsible for her spiritual growth as husbands. You see that? And so what we have to do is we have to decide, I'm going to love my wife as Christ, as Christ loved the church. Now, again, we established from the beginning of this particular message that I'm not talking about bowing down to her. I'm not talking about giving her her way. I'm not talking about becoming effeminate and allowing her to tame you. I think that you you ought to remain a man. But I'm telling you, there's a way to remain a man and not be contentious right along with her. You see that there is a way to remain a man and not talk down at her. But I have to, you know, of course, now when you write me or when you get in touch with me and you ask me a question and you lay it out there, I have to give it to you the way the Lord gives me, give it to me. It is wrong, brothers, to take the word of God, you know, and, and I've, this is not the first brother that have said this, that he, he plays those messages in front of his wife. You know, it is wrong for you to take the word that is preached for the purpose of pulling your wife to a place, you know, that you that you want her to be uh, for your own personal, just so that you don't have to deal with it anymore. You are her husband, not me. You are her husband. You should wash her with the watering of the word. So what, is, what do I mean? Just because you know your wife is contentious does not give you the license to play the contentious woman series in your home over and over and over again. And let me explain what I mean. Jesus often said when he was about to say something or after he had just said something profound, which is all the time, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. You know what that means? That if your wife don't have an ear to hear uh, the series on the contentious woman, she's not going to hear it. So if she's not going to hear it, what she's going to do, the same thing she does, what, what this uh, husband said in his letter here, she's going to run away. Now the question is this, is, is that what you want? Is, do you want your wife to run away? The Bible says that we love him, talking about Jesus Christ, because he first loved us. You know, you as a husband, it is your job to win your wife over with the word of God. It is your job to win him, win her over. You see that? How do, what did Jesus do for us when he came to this world? He walked in love by example. So even when the world was mistreating him, he was blessing them, healing them, feeding them. You see that? Now, don't get me wrong. I I believe, and, and this is what I'm saying, as a husband, as husbands, we have to be led by the Spirit of God. And playing the contentious woman series is not always what the Spirit of God calls for. So there is a time to speak and there is a time not to speak. What happens when you play the series, The Contentious Woman? Basically, what you're doing is you put more focus on what she's doing versus, Lord, help us both to grow at the same time, you see. 
And so what it does is it drives her away when she feels like, I mean, you think about it. Do I really want to play a message just so that my wife can hear it and so it might change her? Here's the thing. If it's not, if it's not working, then it's not working. And so what you have to do is you have to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, how can I minister to my wife so that her eyes are open? You know, you have to determine, does she know where she is spiritually? Does she see that she's being contentious? If not, then you have to allow the Lord to, to open up her eyes to see just how she is. If she recognizes, yes, I'm contentious, I don't know why I'm this way or, you know, I don't want to be this way, then you, and then you can minister to her in, in the way that you choose, you see. But you have to be led by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God does not always call for the contentious wife or, the, you know, to be, to be played throughout the, the home. That's, that would be misusing God's word. So many husbands who are dealing with contentious wives, they neglect their own spiritual growth for trying to make their wife grow. And, and that can be a problem. If the wife don't see you growing, she may not, and I'm not saying that, she, that she's justified in that, but if the wife don't see you growing spiritually, then that will automatically may make her pull back and her not want to submit to you in the way that she should. So, while you are ministering to your wife, however the Lord shows you to minister to her, and that's not going to be the same for every husband, we know that as husbands we wash our wives with the watering of the word. But how, however the Lord leads you as an individual to minister to your wife, don't neglect your own spiritual growth because the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ grew in wisdom. You see that? He grew in wisdom. And so we could see his example there. And so we have to follow that same example. Let's, as husbands, grow in wisdom in how to minister to our wives. Now, I don't agree with not using the word of God to correct our wives. That's part of us loving our wives as Christ loved the church. If we get out of line as the church, how does God correct us through his word? But I'm going to tell you something. We have to be careful in in the spirit that we do it in. We, I, I, I can tell you, Brother Anthony, that you are not where you need to be yet because you wouldn't be struggling with loving your wife. You, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have look like bitterness right there. You wouldn't be calling her cold-hearted, nasty, and unhelpful and all of that. As as a husband, let's get to where we need to be in the Word of God. Let's not, let, you know, there's a such thing as being a manly man and being gentle at the same time. Let's not call our wives out of their names. Uh, let's learn to respond. Now, this kind of goes along with the messages that we preach you know, in, in the last couple of days about a soft answer. Let, let's learn how to respond to these things when, when they are brought up, you see. And so we're going we're gonna to continue on with this series. I imagine if the Lord say the same, 
But let's first, and I'm dealing with the husbands first, let's make sure that we are rooted and grounded in the word of God and that our love is a pure love towards our wife. We can, we can overlook contention when we can see the souls of our wives and that those souls are in trouble. Like as long as they're in contention that way, we know that something's not right. And our job as husbands is to figure out, Lord, how can I minister to her? How, how can I help her? Not brawling with her, not fighting with her, but how can I love her as you love the church? What what can I do? Lord, use me to help to 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 bring her to where she's supposed to be. Not not going back you know, it, it is clear you're, you're a man and, and your authority is there. And you have to be careful that you're not walking around as the man flexing that authority in her face, in, in, you know, to, in spite. You see that? Out of spite. It, it's, it's important that that's not the case. It's clear that you're the man. I'm sure she understands that you're the man. And, and so we have to spiritually. We cannot get into a trade war with the enemy and think some kind of way we're going to win. Even in using those messages, we can't get into that type of war. You see that now? When she has ears to hear those messages, that's when you play them. But as long as she don't have ears to hear, in other words, if she's not completely surrendered to the Lord and open to hear those messages, then you'll just run her away, and, and, and it will have the opposite effect of what it's supposed to have. So let's, first of all, make sure that your love for your wife is pure. That's the only way you're going to be able to pull her to where the Lord wants her to be. Your love has to be pure towards her. Love her, you know, the way that you love yourself. You have to have concerns for her. You have to see that there's something more driving that contentious spirit than her just wanting to be, you know, be in control or whatever. You have to see that there's more to it than that. And, 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 and you have to learn, you have to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to see her the way that you see her. You see that? So we're going to continue on with this. I'm sorry we couldn't get through with it today, but we're going to continue to talk about it uh, tomorrow if the Lord say the same. We want to say thank you all for tuning in today. We pray that something was said that has blessed you, and we ask that you will email us uh, and let us know how these messages uh, and how today's message have blessed you as we continue on with this series as Christ loved the church. Have a blessed day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.